Steven. Hey. We're back at it. Oh, yeah. Are we talking turtles today? No, we're not. Nope. Could we have been? Yeah. <laughs> did I ruin it for all of us? Yeah, I really did. But, look, we're going to make the uh, the best out of the situation Oh, today. absolutely. It's going to be great. You we're going to make it fun. We're going to do some other we're stuff, gonna too. We're going to make it fun. So. Yeah. But before Whatever. we make it fun, Stephen, I got to ask you a, a very important question. This is a oh, uh, yeah. question that I've had stocked away for the better part of a year, um, because oh, wow. I, I think it's something important to discuss. Especially in this year, twenty twenty four is an election year here in the United States of America. Before mm-hmm. it becomes the divided states of America, here we go. Boo, 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 boo. Yep. So I think it's important. You and I are very like liberal people. We're very accepting of different um, people's lifestyles and all of this. Indeed progressive liberal yeah however i i do think it's important that we acknowledge that um even with with that in in mind uh-huh. we can still be conservative about certain things so i guess my question to you oh, is man. what are you conservative about because i i, oh, I do have to admit there man. are certain things where i'm like yeah this is the way you're doing that thing is fucked up and honestly huh you need you might need to be put down you know, wow, that's a oof. Um, I, I've got a, a couple of examples for okay, you that, to, that would to help. buy you a little bit of time. Okay, right. So I know you don't like hamburgers, right? right? But but we can both admit, okay, okay, we can both both of us come together on this and admit come together that a hamburger bun, uh-huh. the way it's made, yeah, there's a clear top and a clear bottom, right? Right. Oh, so my wife. And what some may deem as a true psychopathic move mm-hmm. will sometimes pick up her hamburger <gasps> and eat it upside down, and I can't cop to it. I've seen that online before, and I mm-hmm. it's something some, – I've heard someone say it's about how the toppings and the burger – like if you know, like the, if they're on top or if they're on the bottom, they might have like a different mouth feel, a different mm-hmm. crunch through, a different uh, joie de vivre. I don't know what it is. But people, mm. some people like that. But I, yes, think that's the the attributes of an insane person. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to have her committed. Uh, I think she just does it because it. she's not paying attention or that she makes like sense. assembles the burger upside down and it's just not a big deal. She's like, whatever. Wow. And I'm just like, this is disgusting. My thumbs. That hurts my feelings. My thumbs should never feel a sesame seed, you know? <laughs> it should never come to that. Shut my thumbs, never feel a sesame seed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the start of your cult. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning and the end of it, I believe. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, I grew up as an only child, and I was constantly starved for, like, friends coming over or somebody to play, like, toys with me, right? So uh-huh. I'd have my Ninja Turtle toys out or Power Rangers or whatever. Sure. And I would be like, man, this would be so fun with a second pair of hands. You know, we could really just have a ball make some adventures out of this and then there would be times when i was younger where i would have friends come over and we'd be playing with my ninja turtle toys and they would pick up like donatello and he'd be like floating in the air and like like kind of zooming through the sky and i'd be like hold up he doesn't okay he's a ninja turtle he cannot fly i don't know what the hell is happening like it i think about it often okay i'm in my early 40s i think about this if not once a week, that's fantastic. Maybe more. It's uh, it's it's insane to me. Like if you can't just like fly through the air with a an action figure that cannot fly, you know. I totally agree with these. I don't know of a corresponding conservative value that I agree with. 
Uh, I would mm-hmm. love to come up with one, but um, I do agree with these wholeheartedly. There are certain things that are just right and wrong in the world. Eating a mm-hmm. hamburger bun upside down is one of those, clearly wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I suppose um, it's not a conservative thing, but I think there's a there's there's a right and wrong way to eat a hot dog as well. Um, it's kind of <laughs> I, I don't know how to demonstrate, but it's like you don't you don't chew. You just shove the whole thing straight down the throat. One throat it, yes. Right? There's just certain One ways that you'd yeah. be conservative about it. Right? I, I think we can agree we, on that. When you said there's a right and wrong way to eat a hot dog, I was picturing <laughs> the absolute most egregious way to eat a hot dog, which is to have a hot dog like horizontally before uh-huh. you, right? And just taking a bite directly out of the, the middle center. of it. I think that's right. That, yeah, that would be the worst. That'd be the worst. That would be... If I ever saw that in real life, right. I would... Call the police. I would possibly ask for a SWAT team. I, that's just in my. I head, don't know. You can juxtapose that to like a zombie picture, like of a, like someone like holding like a cat and like <laughs> you know, just like biting. Just and they look up and they're just like dripping blood. And the yeah. same thing, they're just like dripping like relish and mustard and ketchup. And you're uh-huh. just like, Ugh. it's just like, no, that's not right. Don't do that. And you know, especially if they're guys like us and they have like facial hair. And it's yes. just like gonna get like all caught up in that. It's like no, you gotta you gotta eat it the right way for safety. Say they were like tacos, yeah. you know, you can't you can't go like uh, mid length. You can't approach it yeah. that way. That's you can't do up. that. But I uh, going back to the toy one as well. Um, I loved what you said because you were talking about playing with toys, and you're like, I w- I just I wish I had a, another pair of hands, and this would just mm-hmm. be more, so much more fun that way. We we could have a ball. We would go yep. on adventures, and mm-hmm. I just thought that's that's also like whenever you're masturbating, right? Do you ever think that? Oh, my just God, another yeah. pair of hands, we would have a ball. We would go on adventures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like play with toys. And there's right ways and wrong ways. You don't want don't to fly with that thing. Don't right, take exactly. this on a – it's not a leash. You know, you got to treat it right. Just like exactly. Donatello can't fly or whatever. Yeah, whichever one it was. None of them can. It was so. Donatello, there and it was, it was offensive. It was, um, Here you go. I, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on filing a lawsuit against a childhood <laughs> friend, but they got another thing coming to them. As soon as, as, soon you, as I could... Do you remember their name? Uh, I, I do. I just have lost touch Dox with them. Dox them. Dox them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to track them down and, uh, you know, serve them some papers, you know? I think we can both say, like, bygones, right? And yeah. and just um, if you see them again, uh, make sure to just go over to their table and just like be like, you play with toys wrong. You mm-hmm. son of a bitch. And just walk yeah. away, you know, just like let them know how you feel. But yeah. um, otherwise, let them live their life, you know, that and then their like uh, spouse is like, who was that? And they're like, I have no idea who that was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that was. Like, I, I think it was drunk. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, good times. Well, I think with that, uh, we should get into the show. So uh, we're doing it. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent, and very conservative today. <laughs> Apparently, uh, with your striped shirt and your tan hat, I guess that is the most conservative I've seen you dress in a while. Well, look, I was I was trying to have a. Uh, it's supposed to be like a, a gray. I was trying to match the gray oh, with the gray, the, uh, Ooh, the, 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 the twilight of it oh. all. You know, I don't know if you know this, Stephen, but mm. I have. Uh, I've got several hats. I got hat money, and uh, right, I try right. to maybe match them with the the theme of our recording. I love it. Does it, it, it does it have any bearing on the podcast itself? Uh, since it's non video, no, it doesn't. No, but, but for it me, I like feel, it. 
Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. And, and it's for, all you? for you. No, but for you, it makes you feel good. You feel things. Steven? Man, it makes me feel like a woman. (laughs) I suppose so, yeah. Sure, yeah, okay, good. That's how it makes you feel. I like it. I always like them. There's different colors. They do match different ones. It's, uh, you had mentioned it's, I I, had said it was kind of like uh, dark in your room, and you said it was like overcast and rainy. It fit Mm -hmm. the the movie scape today, which is really lovely. So I love the hat to match. It's great, man. Yes. I'm yeah. wearing gray just because I always do. I have a light gray and a darker gray, so I'm always fitting Look, the mood. We got it covered, right? We got dark gray. We've got like a <laughs> mid-tier gray. That's We've right. got a light gray. That's that's the whole spectrum, Our beards. Baby. Our beards. More gray than we'd like to admit. <laughs> Will we be updating the the podcast artwork to reflect that? No. no. We won't. We won't. I don't, I'm not planning on dyeing my, my beard. But I'm not going to have you draw us with the, the gray that is currently represented. You know? Right, right. Maybe so. in like six years from now, if when we're both really, still alive. Yeah, yeah we're, we're both just like full on, just Santa white Clauses. as can be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, then we'll just change it permanently and not even worry about that it. That sounds you know? good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Whatever it's I, fully I'm gonna, gone. I'm going to take lessons right now on how to draw oxygen tanks. And oh, uh, perfect. we can have those. Maybe some That's great. IV drips. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that because um, you want to. The, the podcast is going to keep going. That's what we want, and we want to keep aging with it. And we want to age gracefully with our oxygen masks and our and whatever we might else have. You know, canes. Who knows? Maybe uh, nunchucks. I don't know what the doctor will prescribe me. You know, <laughs> we don't, yeah. I don't know what the future of the America looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get the hospital bills. Wow, they really went like above and beyond. They did like. List price for these fucking nunchucks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is yours not going to pick up any of this? None of it? Oh my God. Not even one chain link? Uh, oh what the fuck? Ridiculous. I hate it. This is America. And this is Let's Talk About <laughs> Stuff. Did you say that already? Did we, did you <laughs> yeah, do we that? got there. We already got there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. But, um, yeah, so today we are here to talk about Twilight. Um, we're going to get to that a little bit, but, um, it's, uh, we're going to say right now it's because it was voted on. Why was it voted on? Because we put a poll out there. Why did we put a poll mm-hmm. out there? We're not sure. We don't remember. Uh, we used to do the, the podcast drinking beer. Um, I don't remember when this decision was made. I don't remember being drunk, but it seems like mm-hmm. that might've been the case, but, uh, you know, I watched it. I'm excited to talk about it today. So it'll be good times. I hope so. I hope so. I watched it last night and look, it was on like peacock earlier this week hmm. and then the month changed and i was like i'm really just rolling the dice here on how right. it's gonna be somewhere that i could watch these movies pretty accessibly and not have to buy, luckily, them, or buy them exactly yeah and uh luckily it moved over to uh hulu which right. is now linked to disney plus so i can just watch all of them shits right there so easy it's, peasy got it yeah twilight was a delight to access Ew. was it a delight to watch we'll, we'll see find out. <laughs> we'll yeah. find out we'll find out yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, to, to get us started though, we, uh, we always like to have a little mini topics and stuff. So, um, I've definitely have a few things that I've watched recently, uh, that I would mention at least, at least one, uh, Brent, did you mm. have something as well? I do. Yeah, absolutely. That's do you fantastic. want me to go first? I suppose so. Okay. Okay. So, uh, it, keeping in the spirit of romance and love, I want to mention something to you that, uh, my wife recommended to me. Almost in a way that was offensive. Uh, she she started watching this show. I love and she it. was like, oh, 
you should watch this with me. I was like, okay. So it's this Netflix series called Love on the Spectrum. Stephen, do you know uh, about the show? Have you heard about it? Uh, I feel like I've scrolled past it before. It okay. pulled right up there, though. So it, it definitely hurt us, and it, and it helped me find it. it. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Love on the Spectrum. Okay. Please continue. So so this is a, uh, a Netflix series. It's a, I don't know if it's Netflix specifically. It's on Netflix is where we watched it. I, uh-huh. I don't know if it's a, an original series. Right, right. But uh, it has two seasons. Um, evidently, this is like the U.S. version of it. I think it the oh, idea like for the Australia. series. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. that's where it's based out of. Interesting. The, the host that's off camera that will, you know, kind of chime in sometimes. He has an Australian voice. Ooh, an that's Australian fun. voice? Voice. Yeah. <laughs> you almost yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's actually, but, uh, he's an alligator. <laughs> yeah. He's a crocodile. Crocodile. There you go. Um, so this series, it's a, uh, um, a reality show uh, mm-hmm. about... Uh, which I don't really watch too often. I was a little bit hesitant just based on that factor alone. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get into this. Right. But the the general premise of the show is it uh, has a bunch of people on the autistic spectrum mm-hmm. and trying to find them love. And I was like, okay. Like, I don't mind the premise, but I my immediate first thought is that, is this reality show going to take advantage of them right. or put them in? precarious situations that's going to be uncomfortable or like purposely just try to lead them down a bad path, which right. is, I, I immediately became like, uh, all my, my, uh, shields went up on it. I was like, <laughs> right. I don't know if I'm going to like this. It's going to piss me off if these, these poor people get uh, lured into uh, things that we're not planning on. Right. But I was, uh, delighted to see that the, the people on the show, are well taken care of mm-hmm. and uh, they have a nice support system around them. Usually their their families are very like are, are there and very supportive mm-hmm. and there to help them and they don't really complain about the situation. It's just uh, one of those uh, scenarios that pops up for them and uh, they they do everything they can to to help their child or their brother or sister you know succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it follows a, a bunch of different people with uh, with varying. Um, measures of autistic, um, I don't know what you'd call it. Like they're, they're on various parts of the autism scale. And, uh, when my wife was like, really like urging me to watch this, I was like, what do you want me to watch this? She's like, you fall here. And as I was watching the show, I was like, well, I guess maybe it's time to face the music. Maybe I just uh, sit down and watch this and, uh, you know, really take a clear uh (laughs) note of my life and where i am on the scale and i you know there's certain things that pop up in uh, conversations with these people where it's i don't mean like these people but you know with with, with the with the uh this yeah Mm -hmm. uh where i'm like oh i don't i don't feel like any of this is applicable to me Mm. for the most part there's like little things here and there but i think it's a lot of things that might affect most people but at yeah, the end of the day, tell. It, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it, it uh, turns out my wife just wanted to watch it with me because so it was no. Well, was no I hurt. would wonder as well because I've looked that up for myself. There, like you know, like anybody does. Sometimes they have mm-hmm. like uh, they're looking up things online and like feeling how they're feeling. And like I, sometimes I'm like, oh, I might be ADHD. I should maybe get that checked mm-hmm. out. Sometimes I've been like. They'll be like, there's a a spectrum for autism. And then, like, take this questionnaire. I'll be like, I'm interested. Like, uh, <laughs> certain things about, you know, uh, 
about your life that you're like interested in, you know, like OCD, like things that I know that I like certain ways. And I'm like, is it really too, is it just particular or is it really like a, a problem or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. People look that stuff up. So I've always wondered about myself as well. And, uh, I would be interested in this just to see like the varying levels and like mm-hmm. maybe identify in that in some way too. And sometimes it's just like identifying with the, the awkward parts of falling in love anyway yeah for for everybody mm-hmm. and, and uh all that so that'd be interesting yeah. uh so it was like a, a nice show to, to watch it, it really was it was very pleasant mm-hmm. and uh the the scenarios that the the people are in it's usually things they want to do or they agree to do so it's there's no actual pressure put on them mm-hmm. it's the the uh the the subjects in particular wanting to branch out themselves and put themselves in a situation where it's like uh, stepping out of their comfort zone a bit, you know, and it's just a very, very sweet show. You know, it's like uh, during the pandemic, my wife found um, the Great British Bake Off, mm-hmm. and it's just like a fucking lovely show. So there's lovely. no, just makes you there's feel no good. like tension. It's just yeah. like so fucking pleasant. And I would put this show in the same category. So if people are looking for a show that's very pleasant and excellent, you can kind of root for people and and uh, uh, have warm feelings, I would recommend Love on the Spectrum. And also a lot of the families have various dogs. And oh. my dog Taz was just like fully in the entire time. He was just, anytime there was a dog on screen, he was locked in. Anytime the dog left the screen, he would check the back of the TV to see like where this fucking dog go. I need to play. You know? <laughs> I love that he uh, he follows the dogs on the TV because Maggie every once in a while does. We talked about that recently. What movie mm-hmm. was that? Both of our dogs were like paying attention. Oh, um, God, I can remember what that was. Yeah, here let me. I'll look it up. Oh, look. But uh, generally, Maggie doesn't pay that much attention. And I always love those videos of dogs like jumping on the trampoline with a dog on TV or whatever, and like getting excited and like recognizing like Simba on screen or something like that, or like Scar dropping the mufasa and everything on on the lion king like a cat excited about it you know yeah the gremlins movies oh that's right we're going yeah (laughs) yeah gremlins attract anything they're just like these are fucking weird (laughs) everything's gonna know that's rad though man um i would check that out i'm not really into reality stuff at all but um you know it's good it's nice to see like a, a pleasant show like that that treats the the subject well and treats people like they're people so that's nice to hear yeah, I feel like if this was an American-based show, it would not have gone down this way. You know, it would be like something something sinister was at the end, or something got taken away, or I don't know. But that doesn't happen, and sometimes the the, uh, the the subjects go on dates, and it doesn't work out, and it turns out that's okay. Like it's right. it's very reassuring in humanity, which that's is good, uh, man. is is nice to have every once in a while. You know, well, that's great, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I watched a sh- uh, a movie on Netflix. Um, this what? is just I'm crazy. Uh, I, I'm all about the Netflix right now. I got it. Okay. I'm trying to use it up as much as I possibly can, and they honestly have a great uh, a great selection on there. So, mm-hmm. uh, I watched a 2017 movie called Kodachrome. Kodachrome is a uh, a movie with Jason Sudeikis and Ed Harris and Elizabeth Olsen. Um, has some other good people that show up in there, uh, including Bruce Greenwood and Wendy Crewson. Wendy Crewson is the mom from the Santa Claus and she shows up in a lot of different movies, but I just like her. Uh, Bruce Greenwood's always good in everything. He's great in double jeopardy and, um, 
I don't know. He always shows up in awesome things, and he has a cool handlebar mustache in this movie. But uh, basically, the uh, the plot of this movie is Jason Sudeikis is a music executive at a small label, and he kind of has a life crisis. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen shows up at his office and is uh, says that his dad is dying, and she wants him to take a, a road trip with them to Kansas to uh, uh, print a roll of film, a negative that his dad found. His dad, a, a famous photographer, it's Ed Harris. Oh, okay. Have you this heard about this familiar. movie at all? Yeah. I think I, I saw the uh, the preview on Netflix a while back. But yeah, yeah. It, it was like another one I kept scrolling by. Um, so Ed Harris plays a, a really famous photographer who's dying of like uh, lung cancer, stomach cancer. He has like three months to live. He wants his son to take him on this road trip to get to know each other. They haven't talked in like 10 years. He, his dad is like an asshole. He's a, a knows it. He calls himself like a miserable asshole. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is sweet as always. And she, um, uh, is like a, a health assistant for, um, the dad. So she gets to, get Jason Stakis involved and everything like that. So um, it's just one of those like kind of um, lovely, you know, human emotion roller coaster journeys between father and son uh, road trip movies just makes you feel good. Um, I had a really it, it's like some some of the subject matters are kind of sad. There's like they talk about divorce and like how he's like a shitty father and various things. But um, mm-hmm. they have a lot of great conversations and every, all the actors are amazing. Ed Harris, I hadn't seen in much in a while and he's fantastic in it. Um, and I had just a good feeling about the whole movie. And then afterwards, when I looked it up, I realized why, because it is written by Jonathan Tropper, who had done that movie that you told me about. Um, this is where I leave you. Oh, yeah. That's his book and then screenplay. Um, and then this is that was made in 2014. And then this one's in uh, 2017. So uh, and then he wrote The Adam Project in 2022. So um, this is like it has that same kind of feeling. So if you like This Is Where I Leave You, the the Jason Bateman movie that is also about like family drama, but it feels so like cozy and I don't know, like it's just like a welcoming, good movie. And mm-hmm. uh, Kodachrome is very much the same. It just has like some some same moments of like, you know, drama and, you know, hard moments to talk about and stuff like family, um, family things. But, uh, yeah, it's just like such a great, such a great movie. I really enjoyed it a lot. It's available on Netflix. Um, I'm glad I finally watched it. I'm going to show it to Amanda. Mm-hmm. She didn't watch it with me at the time, but uh, I think she would like it as well. Cause she likes, this is where I leave you. So, yeah. um, but I would recommend it to you cause that's what you would recommend it to me. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell I love yeah. a good road trip movie. Oh um, Yeah. There was that one with uh, Jason Mantzoukas and, uh, oh, my God. Uh, you told me about that one. God, yeah. I can't remember that one. That was on, I think that was on Netflix as well. Um, always yeah. a, a good road trip Damn movie it. is always good. It was it the guy from Spider-Man. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, <sighs> Jesus. Flash. It's Flash, right? Yeah. What's Flash called Flash? <laughs> Flash. <laughs> It was The Long Dumb Road from 2018, oh, right. so a year after this one. Oh, okay, gotcha. So they copied this movie, gotcha, okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Makes sense, yeah. Um, no, that... I yeah, totally, that one up because... exactly. Same thing. <laughs> I like that, uh, just that, that kind of vibe, you know? <clears throat> Excuse mm-hmm. me. In this movie, they, they have like a convertible, like an old red convertible they drive in, and just everything about it, they have like cassette tapes they listen to. Um, it takes place... It is made in 2017, but it takes place around 2010, and it's kind of like the indie scene at that time. So, kind of like I don't know, like Modest Mouse sounding bands and uh, yeah. kind of stuff. He's like in the indie scene, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so the music was good in it. The photography was cool, like that they showed that Ed Harris did and everything. And um, 
yeah, it was just good to see kind of all those actors together and everything. So it was cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do we want to do a, an, another round or do you want to just get into the main topic? Let's just go ahead and get to the main topic. Uh, I think we have lots to talk about here. Yeah. Hill. Yeah. Dude. All right. Welcome to Twilight Talk. Oh, my goodness. Finally. Finally. Brent. We're here at Twilight Talk. We, uh, you know, the poll, I don't even know when the poll went up last year, but it was meant to be, I think, last year thing. And then I kept putting it off whenever we, we put this up. We should watch the, the Twilight series and review them on the show. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a joke. I thought people wouldn't vote for it. They did. Maybe they thought it was a joke. My wife last night, she she wanted to give me some quotes. She was supposed to be here on the show and uh, and be a guest visiting with us, but she is uh, really sick right now, unfortunately. So she will try to be on another episode. But um, I did get uh, two quotes from her for this. And the first one was, is this what we voted on? And I said, yep. And she said, ugh. So she uh, she definitely regrets her decision that was right mm-hmm. before the van scene um like in the in the lab when they're like in the science lab together maybe when he smells her uh oh, yeah. i think that's whatever she said that but uh, uh i i'm i had feelings about this movie and i have a history with this movie so um i'm excited to still talk about it but um yeah brett you i don't remember where this came from uh, the idea of this why are we talking about twilight I don't know. I think we were talking, we were probably just bullshitting on an episode and, you know, our, our podcast is very like conversational. So I'm sure it just came up in conversation. And then I thought, should we talk about Twilight? Maybe I'll put up a poll, Steven. And then I put up a poll and then I regretted the poll. But then look, I look, a lot of people shit on this franchise. Mm -hmm. I've done it in the past, you know, Mm -hmm. we've never discussed it at length on the show, but uh, you know, I, I think it was clear from our reactions that, you know, we, we weren't looking forward to discussing right. this film series necessarily. Right. However, I feel like, uh, I don't know, th- this, this series catches enough flack mm-hmm. in media that I don't necessarily need to add to it, mm-hmm. um, go overboard to add to it anyway. But yeah, uh, so I'm, do, I'm just going to try to approach this the way I approach a lot of movie films that we discuss and just, you mm-hmm. know, have fun with it to the best of my I ability. Like that. Now I'm saying that as we are discussing the first movie, we still have <laughs> I know. four more movies to go at some point this year. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that morphs. Uh, I, I could just become just a, a, a seething volcano of hatred by the time we get to the end of it. But look, if we made it through, a lot of the DCEU movies. Mm-hmm. That's I think right. We can, we can do can this. Make it through this. I like yeah. that. So I think it's approachable. But <laughs> we've also, been through hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, this movie came out in 2008. 2008 oh, that is, is wild when I uh, met each other. Wow. Uh, we could have watched uh, this together at the theater. We could have watched this instead of Iron Man. We Wait. Imagine this. Were you? You know? Did you watch this with me? Because. No. I tried to go find this picture I, 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 to put it up on the podcast. I don't know if I have it, um, but I um, I had a picture at the Admiral Twin drive-in movie theater in Tulsa before mm-hmm. it burned down, and then they rebuilt it later on. It's a cool, awesome old theater in, uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, and we went with friends to watch Twilight there. I'm not sure which one, though. It might have actually been New Moon by that point. I'm not sure which one. Well, I had to okay. look at the picture when I can find it and uh, and see what's on the screen. But uh, I wondered if maybe we did go see that because we, we did go to the theater with the, that group of friends. But you don't remember that one. And you remember most things from that well, era. I did to a point. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> I remember falling down that one time. And then uh, a lot of things uh, <laughs> were 
we're just lost to the wind of time to me. In my head, just, I, just now, it was yeah. like one of the like a, a refrigerator front with all the uh, like uh-huh. magnetic letters, and they've all just fallen to the floor, and you're just staring at the pile, just being like, "Oh no, what did that say?" Does that is that like an accurate That's basically it. Yeah, that's the best analogy I've heard yet. Okay, you know, good. <laughs> I like it. Honestly, a lot of the words that were on the refrigerator refrigerator were misspelled anyway. So refrigerator was probably misspelled, right? That was yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I always say do. It. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of which, uh, when I was eighteen, I dated this girl from. Uh, uh, I was in high school. She was in college. Whoa, to brag, slut! But you. you. <laughs> But uh, she was from Indonesia, and she was staying oh, cool. in uh, Claremore, Oklahoma, which is uh, wow, right about yeah. 25 minutes from uh, where I lived. But uh, she had a hard time saying refrigerator. Mm. So my grandfather, uh, when he was still alive, he said, just call it an icebox. Oh, and so, uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, Does yeah, we have we have workarounds for everything. So, yeah, yeah. she just called it icebox. Like, yep, <laughs> that's it. I grew it. up calling it an icebox in my uh, my family. We called it that for too. a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like... Yeah, Oklahoma uh, thing, it, maybe? Yeah, I get, you know, eventually she and I broke up. I said, icebox, never again. <laughs> yeah. I'll just fumble my way through the word refrigerator for the rest of my life, and it's worth it. <laughs> Every time you hear the word icebox, you just get seething mad. <laughs> no, she's she's a, a lovely young woman. I'm sure. She's got like a, a family back in Indonesia and everything. It's uh, I wish her nothing but the best. I can't imagine you having anything to say about, you know, any, any ex... Uh, you know, at all, because you're a lovely human being. So, yeah, I imagine that. Imagine she looks fondly back at you and she says, oh, man, I should have iceboxed him. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Just killed me? Yeah. <laughs> killed me for story motivation? She, she looks back. She's like, oh, man, I could have got away with it. I could have gone, just gone back to yeah, Indonesia. Exactly. No one would have known. No one would have suspected me, you know. <laughs> Maybe she should have. Who knows? Um yeah, so uh, mm. do you want to lay out the uh, the cast and crew and all that shenanigans? That sounds like a good plan, but let me pull it up first. Here we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I interrupted myself. I, I don't remember a lot of things. I just remember mm. on this movie specifically, the uh-huh. 2008, the very first Twilight oh, movie. Right, right, right. Uh, I remember exactly who I went to the movies with. Oh, okay. And uh, that was uh, my wife, uh-huh. our mutual friend Alyssa, and then there was a third woman. I don't remember who oh. that was. I think it was like... A friend uh, of hers? Yeah, I think it was a friend mm. of Melissa's. I can't remember who it was. But we all went to go see it together, like, opening weekend. Right. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get into more details after oh, we Okay, get we're going to save the, the history, our histories with yeah. it, for after the yeah. cast? Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Let's do this first, then. So, uh, I'm going to say it was a screenplay by Melissa Rosenberg, and uh, she's the only one I forgot to look up earlier, what she had done before. Oh, she had written Step Up before this, of course. Oh, wow. Through the Streets? Uh, or just the first one? Just the first one. That was, oh, uh, yeah. okay. And then she wrote uh, all, she went all the way through Twilight New Moon. Uh, maybe, I don't know if she ever had, uh, no, it looks like she wrote all of them. That's so interesting they, that they stayed with her. She also wrote some other like TV shows like The O.C., Outer Limits, Party of Five, Ally McBeal. She was all over the place um, as a writer. So that's interesting mm. before yeah. before getting to, uh, to movies and everything. But uh, based on the book by Stephanie Meyer, Twilight as well, um, and um, it was directed by Catherine Hardwick. I um, I had known her. This is one of the things I wanted to bring up because one of the actors in this movie um, wrote uh, co-wrote a movie with her um, called uh, I almost said Twilight um, <laughs> uh, called Thirteen from two thousand three. Oh, uh, do you Nikki remember Reed? that movie? Nikki Reed. Yes. 
I remember uh, hearing about it and it was like uh, controversial. It's yeah, it's weird, was, man. I like in the news. I've never seen the movie, but in the okay. uh, like the the talk around it, I remember seeing something on like I don't know if it was like Entertainment Tonight or whatever. Uh-huh. It, was, it was one of those like shows. So it might have been on like the E Network somewhere. That was the first time I ever heard the term Lolita. I was like, oh, uh-oh. this isn't, this isn't <laughs> yeah. good. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, there's just certain movies like, I don't know, like Lolita, the original is supposed to be like an amazing cinema experience. It's supposed to be like this like movie people watch, you know, but hmm. I, it just makes me feel like icky now. Like this movie made me feel icky when I watched it. I watched this movie because it came out when I was working at the video store and I mm-hmm. was like, I heard like it's controversial, but it's, you know, whatever. But it's like they're like if they're not 13, they were like 14 when they filmed it or something. They were like young mm-hmm. girls. Uh, Nikki Reed and uh, Evan Rachel Wood and they and that era you know is like the the whale tail thong thing so they do that in there and like they try to seduce a guy for like a threesome like there's like a really adult themes that they do but they Mm -hmm. are like actually that young it's very like the whole time Uh, and I I didn't realize that Nikki Reed also had had been the one that had co-written that and been in that movie and then was in this with her but um, that's all I had known from Catherine Hardwick uh, before, uh, before this, I guess. So, okay. gotcha. um, yeah, but, uh, so she did this one. Um, uh, let me see what else we got. Uh, Kristen Stewart, obviously, uh, going to the cast is, uh, Bella, Bella Swan. Um, we got Robbie Pattinson, Robert Pattinson is Edward Cullen. Uh, Peter Facinelli as Carlisle Cullen, the dad, Elizabeth Reeser as Esme, the, the kind of mom figure. I really like her a lot in, uh, in mm. various media things. Ashley Green is Alice. Kellen Lutz is Emmett. Uh, he's one of those guys that just like he has one of those faces I, in Hollywood. I just kind of forget about. He just blends in with like other dudes from this era. But uh, yeah. he seems like a nice guy from what I've heard. Um, and I, I the, everybody's acting in this. I try to kind of put aside. That was so interesting because some of these people have, I've seen in other things and I really like them. But the acting was so wooden in this. And it's like. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the writing or the direction mm-hmm. or what or just uh, how it all is. But it has a certain has a certain feel uh jackson rathbone is jasper the the weird guy he uh makes me think of like a a, a muppet um he's, sta- he's <laughs> you know, bigger like he's got like the big bulge eye. he like straight he's like straight up he's just like yeah he looks yeah. like that to me uh yeah. he was in the running for edward apparently whenever they cast Kristen stewart he like was yeah. the one that first w- bounced off of her in that scene and I was like, oh, that's weird to think about. But uh, yeah, he's, I think he's so funny in that role. <laughs> it is it is weird because I, there, there are certain things I picked up on this time. This, this is like the third time I've seen this movie. Mm, and okay. the time before was like over a decade ago. So okay. yep. uh, you know, I'm just trying to pay attention more to like what they set up and how they, they uh, set certain characters up. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of his introduction in the movie... Um, I think it's uh, uh, Anna Kendrick. She oh, yeah. says, uh, you know, Jasper. No, wait, wait, wait. Jack. No, wait. Which one is it? What's <laughs> Jasper. His, what's his, his name Jasper is Jackson. Is the name. Uh, okay. Jasper is his name. Yeah, his character's name. Gotcha. Uh, he says uh, Jasper looks like he's the one that's like in severe pain or whatever. Right. Like, oh, wow. I wonder if they ever get into it. And then later on in the movie, they detail that he's the one that's become a vegetarian, quote unquote, right. uh, most recently. So I, I feel like. That's just keying into his character, uh, just being around all of this like fresh food that he right. cannot have, and you know, just like trying to like 
temper his his uh his uh, uh starvation a little bit so yeah. i i kind of picked up on that but uh i'm not saying it's necessarily good but i, I can hey, kind of see what they were going for you know it makes sense yeah i can see that too like it yeah. uh i can see that as pain and like it's hard he's at a buffet but he can't yes. get a plate yeah. you know and uh that'd be hard that'd be hard for anybody so it's like it, you huh. you've got marshmallows on your skewer but you can't go to the chocolate <laughs> fountain what the fuck what the fuck that's bullshit. I just yeah, imagined him sitting at the, the lunch table with just like a, a skewer of marshmallows, just looking forlornly around for the like a, <laughs> a flame and some tro- chocolate. Like, yeah. in his other hand, he's just holding a balloon. It just says "sad." <laughs> <laughs> like there was a uh, this was skewered in something. I don't know which one it was. Uh, one of those like kind of like epic movie, scary movie kind of movies. There was oh, a Twilight yeah. one. I don't remember what what it was. But I'm not into those at all. But um, I, I was curious of like there were so many parts that are just so easily skewer skewerable. But uh, mm-hmm. even so, I it's a cozy movie. I dig it for uh, yes. for that vibe. And um, mm-hmm. and yeah, so um, I guess I, I do have a few more in the cast to, to mention sure. real quick. Yeah, because uh, you had mentioned um, Anna Kendrick as Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget about her in this movie for some reason, and then when I see her, I get really mm-hmm. excited because she's one of those that Same. really went on to do amazing things, and I love her. Yeah, uh, so that was really fun to see her, and I think she's she actually is in it quite a bit um for me to forget about her all the time i don't know why that is but uh i think i associate her with other things you know yeah i i associate her with being the lead of a movie and she's just like she doesn't have as much screen time as i uh maybe remembered but Mm. i I think i'm thinking of the franchise as a whole and uh, i thought she had a a bigger role so i guess we'll find out as we we go forward yeah yeah yeah. i get kind of mixed up too on uh what what was in each movie because i Mm -hmm. have seen these unfortunately many times uh which we'll get into in a sec uh well as as they go along fewer and fewer but this first one i've seen probably eight probably eight times plus wow um and uh we'll get into that just a sec but uh, i wanted to specifically mention cam gidget as james witherdale He's one of the uh, the bad vampires, and um, okay. this guy, <laughs> he's one of those <laughs> actors. I really like him in Easy A, and that's yes, pretty much yeah. it. Otherwise, he's just so he he also has like a forgettable face to me. He's cheesy. I think he was in the OC as well. I was gonna say that's I'm I know sure, him from right? those two those yeah, two things, the OC right. and Easy A. So anything with letters, you <laughs> yeah. know? Okay, we got it. I just could not take him seriously as like a, a fearsome vampire. Like I just. Steven, uh, it, was, it cracked me up. So. Let me tell you what. One of the notes I made is I again I cannot take barefoot villains seriously. It's kind of like the uh, yep. the dad in Shang Chi. He's just walking around with those toesies exposed. Like I, I'm just I'm not even a little. I can as long as I wear like a heavy boot, you're fucked. You know, if I, if I see somebody like a no good Nick running up on me, uh-huh. I keep a, a pocket full of random Legos in my pocket oh, yeah, at all times. Man, you smart. know, I just throw them on the floor and they're fucked. It's called Prince it. Mace. Wow, what that's awesome. To yeah, yeah. Prince Mace, that's right. <laughs> I love that idea. Um, you're really smart when it comes to uh, self-protection. Dumb things. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, dumb things, self-protection. Smart. Either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also uh, Taylor Lautner as Jacob Black, which he was also in this less than I remembered. Uh, and I think it's because I think he's yeah. so much a big parter, a big parter, a bigger part of the later movies. So, mm-hmm. uh, but um, that was one one thing I forgot to write notes about or even really think about this far into it because it didn't seem like the love triangle so much so far is just like hinting at it. But 
uh, as we go through these movies, I think you and I are going to have to decide where we fall on the uh, Edward versus Jacob column. You know? Yeah, which which team we're in. Right. That's a really important part of this, I guess. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we end each discussion okay. with what team we're on? I like it. Okay. That'd be fun. We, that that way good. we can like talk it out and then uh and and and, and figure it out. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. jot down a note real quick to uh, not forget. I'm sure we'll forget. Um, oh, absolutely. But just in case, um, just in case. I will mention the last one because I really like him. Uh, I, was, I forgot how good his role is. Was the uh, Billy Burke as Sheriff Swan, um, the uh, Charlie, the uh, the dad of Bella. Um, he has like a it's just like that small town mustachioed sheriff kind of vibe uh yeah. he really filled that role he has like a, a side story where he's like chasing those vampires and they're not really sure and he's like there's a, a human foot and like there's an animal took apart all these people and it's you know took apart his friends and they kind of have this i i thought of this movie in one way like you approach it from bella's point of view it opens on her and it has her voiceover you know and uh you follow her to forks that her parents are divorced and she hasn't been there in a long time to visit her dad and um it's kind of awkward when she gets back there and stuff and i all these people in town remember her. And I was like, man, if you started this movie with her dad in that town, if this movie was like Twin Peaks and it was like mm-hmm. called Forks and you followed him, like he's a really like lovely dude. He seems like he really cares for his community. And mm-hmm. uh, I just really liked him. Uh, there was a version of the script where he died by one of those uh, vampires in this movie brutally. Oh, wow. And uh, it was like a, a much more violent version of the script they were going to do with MTV. And uh, and so I'm like, I'm glad that at least in this one. Uh, you know, he survived and he's a, he's a good role in it. Do you think whenever you go pitch a movie to MTV, like behind the executive's desk that you're pitching it to, they have just like a, a giant ass poster of Joe's apartment behind them. It's like, can you do that? I did that cockroach movie. I did that movie. Okay. That was me. A lot of people said cockroach movie couldn't work, but look at me now. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, it's amazing. So I forgot the name of the, the place that she goes to live in oh, uh, yeah. Washington. Forks. Yeah. The way that they said it was Forks, it was like, America, Forks, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting that the reason oh, Bella man. had to leave Arizona, where she was living with her mom uh-huh. uh, and her new, I guess her mom's new husband. Yeah. And she, the, the reason she had to leave there, go to Washington to stay with her dad, who's mm-hmm. she's not really in touch with that often, is because her mom and her new husband uh, just want to travel. It's like, look, yep. we, surely we could wait until you graduate. But I know, right? That was lovely. There's no time for but it. We got to go right we, now. We have to go. They right say now. that at first, but then they cut later on to the he's in like spring training or something like that, and he's like a minor league baseball player. And I was like, I'm pretty sure early on they just say like they want to travel. And yeah. I'm like, no, he has a traveling job is what you're saying. Like, that's a different yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Like, I, that, that is also, like, acceptable way more than, like, uh-huh. okay, we're going to ditch you, kid. Bye. Yeah. You know, your senior year or whatever. It's so weird. But, mm-hmm. you know, parents be parenting. So. <sighs> parents just don't understand, you know? Yeah. Slap. And she mentioned, I, I thought this was interesting because I like the aesthetics so much of the Pacific Northwest. This movie was filmed in like uh, Oregon and Washington state and it's so mm. beautiful and uh, I would love to go visit up there. It seems lovely to live. And um, I, I don't think, I think Forks is totally made up. I don't know where actual towns they, they mm. film this in, but it starts but off they, with her. It says here they filmed it in Spoons, Washington. So spoons. that's what they, Spoons. That makes yeah. sense. That makes yeah. sense. The uh, takings out there is great. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, it starts off with her in Phoenix, and she's like, I'm going to miss the heat. And I was just like, wow, that surprises me. I just can't identify <laughs> with that at all because uh, it's fucking extremely- hot here, and that seems worse. Ugh. She is extremely fair-skinned. And I think yeah. someone even comments on it in the movie. It's like, right. how? You would not survive if that were the case. You just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You just erupt into flame immediately, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, I, like you said, it's so, like, rainy and so fucking cozy that that's what I really mm. gravitated toward with oh, this I love rewatch. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I, I get the cozy thing now. So, I, you know, I kind of dug it. I, I'm not normally, like, a, a rainy guy, but look... Mm-hmm. If we're going to do it, let's fucking do it, dude. Let's do it. You know? Right. And they yeah, even mentioned that it's like overcast and, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, overcast and rainy most of the time. If it's uh, they get a break and it is sunny for that day, the the Colons don't go to school. They have, like have a, a hiking day or whatever. Right. Um, because they're they're uh, too shiny. Because they're shiny. Let's talk about the shininess because that's a that's a thing. I think. I'm a I'm a vampire uh, purist mostly that I uh, I Ooh. like the the, the Are you classic about this Stephen. That's a good one. Holy hey, shit! Wow. We found it. We found it. I am conservative and vampires. I do appreciate movies that come up with their own lore and new rules, uh, special twists and stuff. Like Dracula 2000 has its own crazy twists that are fun, but <laughs> yeah. it's like way different than anything else. But I like it for what it is. Uh, but generally, I like you know the stake through the heart, the uh, the cross. You know they don't like um, sunlight burns them. Uh, maybe makes them explode. That kind of thing. But uh, I also like when different movies try different things. Sometimes I'm trying to think of other vampire movies that I do like that that change some of the rules. But um, Mm -hmm. there there are, you know, like different ways that I that I like my vampires. But I was a a big hater of the the sparkly skin until I started Mm -hmm. rewatching The Lost Boys so much from 1987, which is one of my favorite vampire movies. And they have sparkly skin when they get in the sunlight. They burn in the sunlight, though. But they mm. also like they have like sparkly blood. They have like sparkly like everything, and that was just yeah, because they like glitter blood, right? right? They have like glitter blood, yeah. and it was like the director Joel Schumacher thought it was like he just kind of like wanted it, but he thought it would like show up better on film or whatever, and just had like an eighties aesthetic. And I love it in that movie. Like when when I even mm. noticed it, I was like, oh, that's cool. So I try to just think they're Lost Boys types vampires in this movie, mm-hmm. but they went a different route. You know, and that that helps me, but uh, it's not my favorite. The the sparkly skin when they when it showed it, mm-hmm. <laughs> the effect to me was just very like <laughs> iMovie two thousand one, right, like yeah. the star effect or something that like makes everything yeah. sparkle. I was just like, this is silly, you know. That was another thing I I kept in mind as I was watching this. Right, like this became a massive media franchise. Like right. it ran for five consecutive years, and but they didn't know it was going to be this big of a hit, right? Like the first movie they were putting together and they, as anyone who makes any type of content, you, you hope it's good and people like it, but there's no way they could have imagined the, the huge, uh, phenomenon it would have come to be. So as they were making this movie, they were just kind of making things as the budget would allow them, I would Mm -hmm. imagine. Right. So some of the special effects look fairly janky like that. And, uh, you know, anytime, uh, Edward is is running and oh he's my got God. Like Bella on his back list. and he's like running through the mountains <laughs> or he's like going up the tree. It's it's clearly like wire work and it just it oh just doesn't God, look good. And they do that thing where he's like jumping from one thing to another and they have that like trailing effect behind right. him. 
or if he's uh that one time he he uh goes to what is he doing uh he's bringing bella to meet his parents he picks her up in his car and he walks from his door and then like speed walks over oh, to yeah. her door to unlock so he really didn't like, even yeah. need to do it. it doesn't look good you know you gotta use that it. sparingly but they use it a lot and it's they funny do. every time yeah. Every time, absolutely every time. But look, they were just trying to do what they could, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm willing to spot them that. Excuse me. Plus, it's 2008, so they didn't have like good special effects in movies at that. Well, you know, I'm curious. Iron Man came out in that, right. that same year, so that's that's weird. I know that's the movie that did connect us that we did go see, and yeah. uh, I'm curious now. I got to go look that up because I was looking at the box office and the. Uh, um, you know, like the budget for this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, oh God, I gotta look that up real I, quick. Yeah, I, I, I was mm, okay. joking earlier. I'm sure the the Iron Man in, in the first Twilight movie had vastly different budgets. Well, this them, is but. interesting for what they made though, because uh, mm-hmm. Iron Man had a budget of 130 to 140 million. So let's call okay. it 140 million. Uh, Twilight was 37 million. So let's call it 40. So 100 million okay. more to make Iron Man. Twilight mm-hmm. made 408 million, and Iron Man made 585. Wow. Closer well, than you think. Look, look. <laughs> so uh, you a return on investment. Yeah, yeah you got to tip your cap to uh, to Twilight there. 37 that's to 408. That's a lot. Real quick, that's that's insane that they don't know. Iron Man, how much did it cost to make? I was like, and, and maybe 140. I don't know. It's like, right. give or take like $10 million. No, I, that's $10 million fucking dollars. That's a lot of dollars, man. Do you know how many pencil erasers I could buy for that at a book Oh, fair? my God. So I just sweep through a, a kid's book fair. I'd be the fucking pencil eraser king. Are you kidding me? You can, you can buy all the pencils erasers you want, but you can't buy the Diary of Anne Frank. You can't. You can't do it. <laughs> Not allowed. Uh huh. Zero <laughs> copies. <laughs> Zero copies. Um, so yeah, uh, that's so interesting to me. And I know this was like a juggernaut hit the books as well. Um, I knew about the, you know, my sister, uh, had read the books. My cousins all read the books. That's why I had a history with this movie so much is because they were so into those. And then so into the movies, they went to see the first movie at the theater. And then on the, when the second movie came out, they wanted to watch the first one. I had a projector at the time. So I set up an outdoor movie for them of the first movie. And then they went to see the second. And then we kept doing that every year where i would okay. show them every movie it was like it, the night got longer and longer where mm-hmm. they'd start as early as it got dark and they'd watch the first second third movie in a row one night and then go like at the midnight fourth movie or some shit yeah. so i saw every movie successively less like uh the fourth and fifth i have only seen like a few times but sure. the first one i've seen like eight times or something mm-hmm. and uh and i'm telling you after six or seven times, it really grows on you. You know, yeah. like looking mm-hmm. back on it this time uh, with all its flaws and it, I can make fun of it all day. Uh, it still is like weirdly cozy and nostalgic for me. And mm. uh, and it has like an air. It's of the era, you know, like mm. um, oh, I'm yeah. like, I don't remember a lot of the details of the the tabloid stuff about this with like them dating and everything. But they both seem like they don't really like these movies and they've gone on to be uh, the main two, uh, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. And they've become like some of the greatest actors of their era. Right. And I'm like, there's gotta be more here. Like, it's just gotta be the writing and the direct, like the direction they got, like, cause they're so much better than this, but, uh, it was still lovely to see them. You know, I like them in this movie. So, 
Yeah, I uh, first of all, the two thousands uh, really had a specific look to them, didn't they? Like, yeah. you don't think about it as you're living through. I know a, an era or a decade, but like you, you go back, you see some of these hairstyles and some of the like uh, the clothing. You're like, wow, this is this was like cool at a certain time. You know, <laughs> now it just looks like so wildly dated. But yeah, it looks it, dated. It, yeah, again, it it is what it is. It, you're going to see this with any like film. Right, uh, it's it's going to look dated at a certain point, um, but all that to say, I I think kind of like when we talked about the uh, the turtles comics on the previous episode, mm-hmm. it's cool to see like where something starts, you know, and what they think a franchise is because I can't imagine the cinematography looks like this movie going forward into the other ones because there's mm-hmm. a lot of like especially in that opening scene where we've got Bella's voiceover as we see the deer in the meadow mm-hmm. or, or the, 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 uh, the forest. <laughs> oh, I almost said jungle. <laughs> <laughs> I like a deer in the jungle, brother. Um, yeah. In the, in the forest. And then we see something like spooks the deer and it runs off and we've got 1200 cuts. Conservatively oh, yeah. 1200 right. cuts as we're flowing through there. And, the, just like, the action, the pacing, I know. It's lovely. Oh, my God. It was so insane. It was it was almost like like a Saw movie in that way. Like it, it seems like so grainy, the film right. texture. And then also just a lot of cuts, like a Saw. And mm. uh, it, was, it, was, it was bananas. It was like four different aesthetics all in one. Just right. kind of like trying to figure out what the, the tone of this movie is going to be. And I think that the the music that is in the movie uh not necessarily the score but the 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 bits of music they use from the soundtrack that are incorporated mm-hmm. in this movie add to it feeling kind of weird in a way mm-hmm. because i i felt like there are certain scenes where it, having a score there instead of like a rock song would have worked better for it interesting yeah and would have maybe set a more consistent tone across it and that's me saying this i don't even pay attention to scores but i know usually that's interesting yeah i've Um, I've been trying to to focus on that a bit more yeah i know you've mentioned that a bunch of times lately uh, because it's one of the things that i focus on and i love that you've been paying attention to it more because i definitely feel like it changes a lot for uh like a lot of different movies especially if you're doing score versus like a you know a soundtrack a movie like like you know pop songs or whatever but yeah um this movie has um some music that i really like in that era i liked a lot of this style like indie stuff slow little things like uh uh specifically um from this movie i found flightless bird american mouth is the the name of the song from iron and wine it's the one they dance to in the gazebo at prom mm-hmm. or whatever it is and uh i just really like that that song and i was like when i listened to it in this movie i was like i'm gonna start listening to that again this week because I, I really like it and i haven't listened to it in a while and um and so uh, I do like some of the stuff in here, but I had this thought during this movie, uh, much like I am, I'm working on that edit of the movie Teeth with different music from Scream. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought this movie would be so much better if you put like actual like 90s grunge music under it. Uh, I think they have a few songs yeah. from that kind of era uh, and they have some Linkin Park, uh, oh, which apparently the credits. Is, <laughs> and it's, you know. Apparently she wrote to that music though. That's uh Lincoln Park was one mm. of the bands she listened to while she was writing the books. And so that was one she suggested from Stephanie Meyer. So you got a you got a friend and and Stephanie. Um, okay. All right. But um uh, I thought that, yeah, if you added some uh, again like a, a score from a 90s movie even mm. and then uh like some like kind of grunge music, like it has that Seattle grungy kind of vibe. 
Yeah. Uh, I really, I would be interested how that would change the feeling of it a little bit, but, um, I liked some of the songs still, but some of them, mm-hmm. I, I felt the same way. Like either the score or the songs just like didn't, didn't fit right or something. I'll say the one scene that I liked the, the, the music, the, uh, the rock song over is yeah. the baseball scene. Oh this yeah. This news song, Supermassive Black Hole. Oh yeah. It's that's definitely a fun about, song. it's definitely a song about Goatsy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Gots to be. Yeah. <laughs> Goatsy gots to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like playing baseball. It's all because, like a picture actually when I hear this song now. Exactly, yeah, that right? Scene. And that's funny. They're playing because like it's the only time they can really do it because they hit the ball so hard it has this like booming noise to it. Sounds like a thunderclap. That's so and, funny too. Uh, I love it. Look, it's like a, a fun little thing. They would do this in X Men comics back in the day. They would have Ooh. like all the X Men get out there on the diamond and they'd play baseball and it was a no powers allowed thing, but rest assured somebody's gonna be using <laughs> their powers. And uh, I don't know, it's just like a, a fun scene. Like it is back fun, in the day yeah. I would have rolled my eyes at this, but I was having fun with it, you know? It looks a little bit like wonky with some of the effects and stuff, but at the end of the day, who cares, you know? We're, we're just having fun in this moment. Yeah, and I think uh, you can, if you just let go with the movie and just let it be kind of silly fun, then it, then it can be, like, kind of kind of good, kind of fun, yeah. at least. And, yeah, uh, sure. yeah this, this scene um, is uh, is good. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball good, scene good. Um, yeah. Whenever Whenever they introduce uh, all their different powers, though, that you that you see, this is one of the things, too, like, it's different from other vampire lore. Um, and... One of the one of the things I was gonna say with like changing vampire lore was like True Blood. We used to watch that show, and then mm. eventually they get into like there's like demons and fairies and werewolves and all the stuff, and like it just got to be like too much. The kitchen sink, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't didn't dig all of it where it went. And uh, this one is kind of its own thing, but they all serve their purpose, and it's kind of fine. But uh, there's like the sister that can like is kind of clairvoyant, like um, she can yeah. kind of see what people's like paths might be, and then. Um, I guess they're all fast and strong, but Edward seems to be super fast or something. I guess so. I, I don't know if it's just because he's younger or, or how that works, but they, each of them have their own like special abilities outside of being right. vampiric, right? And uh, I thought that was kind of a neat approach. Yeah. You know, I, I think they delve into other characters' powers later on. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time this movie came out, I worked at... Uh, uh, Actually, the the same credit union as uh, your wife at the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one of the higher-up people, uh, she was, like, in her 40s, and she was a big Twilight fan. Mm-hmm. What do they call them? Twihards? Oh, and, I think so. Oh, and yeah. she, she went to go see name. his first movie, and she came back, you know, that Monday, and I was talking to her. I was like, oh, yeah, what would you think of the movie? And she was like... It was good, but they really didn't get into a lot of the character stuff. And she was talking about side character stuff. Mm. And, like, the book is, like, several hundred pages long. Right. Like, it's, like, 500 yeah, pages you, or something. Yeah. It's, like, it's a two-hour movie. You really have to, like, right. kind of focus <laughs> it. You know, that's not how adaptations work. And it's weird. Like, I don't know. I, You're not a I book just, guy. I wonder. Yeah. You don't you don't see that. I mean, I guess from comic mm-hmm. book to movie, do you ever mm-hmm. see, like, do you ever get mad at, like, a character change or that they, like, com- you know, condense things? not really i mean i i understand like the need to adapt things because it's just been around since i've been younger and and usually there's never a straight ahead one-to-one adaptation outside Mm -hmm. of the like watchman movie and that even changes the ending a a bit yeah but even still 
like sometimes you you it, things that work in a a book or a comic right. don't work on screen thus you have to change it a little bit you know so i don't know yeah I, i'm cool with it either way i, I, I don't you got to be yeah you don't want to like bog down the storytelling with all of this like backstory shit when you're watching a movie like when when the pace is set for you right you don't want to have to like be bogged down with that shit if you're reading a book or whatever you can make the choice yourself to like skim over a section or whatever but uh in a, a movie when you're sitting there in the theater you know anything over that 90 minute mark is can potentially feel like a slog so you really gotta yeah. make sure those butts stay in the seats yeah and and when I was reading about the movie and the making of it and everything, uh, from the, the, the book to the movie, they really did try to, to consult Stephanie Meyer with that and mm-hmm. the author. And she approved of a lot of those changes and had a say in some of the, like, she was like, I want this line to be very specific here. And people like really, you know, people have this tattooed on their bodies from the book. So it has to be like a specific mm-hmm. line. And, uh, she had some say in the look of people and casting and whatever. And they, they kind of listened to her. Uh, but they said the first option that MTV almost did, it like got brought to someone before it was even released as a book. And they were like, yeah, we're going to make this movie. And, and in typical Hollywood fashion, it got like, Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna make it action. We got to get the guys in here. We got a Bella's now, uh, a, a track star and she's a gymnast. And uh, she, uh, the vampire kills her dad, and she has to avenge her dad, and she goes mm-hmm. after them, and, like, there's a car chase, and, like, all this yeah. stuff. And then she looked at the source material, and she was like, like, what the fuck? They didn't even listen, like, don't even call us Twilight, you know? Yeah. So it uh, could have been way different uh, than what they did. And then they eventually did a really yeah. pretty faithful adaptation, so they should be happy with it, you know, honestly. There's this uh, legend of uh, uh, the time when um, I think before the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, when uh, I think James Cameron was going to direct it way back then, oh, yeah. back around like Titanic times um, where there was an executive who like was reading through the script and everything and, and uh, or, or reading through comics and, and kind of like tried to take in the pitch and they were throwing out all these different things, kind of like you just displayed. And then he was like, well, does it have to be a spider? I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. it's a spider, man. Like, yeah, it kind of does. That's the whole, the whole thrust of the thing. You it's know? like people that just really don't get it at all, man. Yeah, it's like you can change like maybe a few elements of something or right. whatever. It's like, again going back to the turtles episode where we talked about the the comics and how uh, later adaptations would have. Uh, Master Splinter is Hamato Yoshi, uh, you know, the oh, animated right, right. series. And, you know, there are Different little things you can make just to to make things a little more clean, which doesn't really affect things in the, the long run. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things like sometimes you're just putting a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat. You right. know, it's just there's too many hats. Yeah. I can't wear these all, you know. <laughs> Fuck am I supposed to do? What if I have to go under an underpass? <laughs> what then? What then? No. Hey Brent, I just, I've always wanted to say something to you. Okay. Your scent, it's like a drug to me. You're like my <laughs> own personal brand of heroin. Oh wow. I just Thanks. want you to know that. That's just like a quote that I want to get tattooed on my body. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to have a picture of your face below it. Well, with I appreciate stinky that. lines I, coming off of as, it. As you know, I've stopped wiping. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's this good. is the, this greatest compliment anyone has ever paid me. And I appreciate it. I see you and I acknowledge you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, I forgot about that whole bit when I was rewatching this and, uh, I, I had to like chuckle to myself whenever 
Bella walks into the classroom and like the the fan catches her like hair yes. just right. <laughs> and my initial thought was like, oh, this is like her like beauty moment or whatever that uh, Edward is going to see. And then it looks like he's going to barf his ass out oh, of his I mouth. Love it. He covers and his I whole just, face. Yeah. yeah, I was just sort of like chuckling to myself. I was like, oh, oh, OK, yeah, that's right. There's a scent thing. And then he's gone for several days and then he comes back. He's like he, he comes back and he awkwardly reintroduces himself or whatever. Um, yeah. There's a whole vibe in this movie that we haven't talked about yet that um, you can see this all through, which is um, this being a, a bad relationship, uh, one mm. in which um, I, I like to view this as like the Collins are like a, a cult, the Coltons, and um, <laughs> view them as like maybe they're not in her best interest, you know, and see how they uh, kind of manipulate her and stuff. Um, I, I, not that, not that her not smelling good is manipulating her, but there are various things in this that I, I think are, um, weird traits that, that Edward puts off, like showing up in her bedroom, you know, um, in yeah. dreams and in real life, perhaps I wasn't quite sure always, but, uh, he seemed to, to watch her, which was uh, creepy. And, um, uh, he, got, I don't know. I got a weird vibe from him all, you know, throughout the thing did you did you do you like their relationship do you agree with those statements from some people on the internets um i don't know i I was trying not to be judgmental on watching this Mm -hmm. you know i was just like this is what people like i'm just gonna go with it right i didn't want to i'm trying not to yuck another fandom's yum you know I'm, i'm a fan of so many things you know so i'm not trying to purposely like pick apart certain things like that i see what you're saying because it is it is creepy, mm-hmm. but also like part of my brain was like, well, you know, when you're a young person and you don't know what to do with your hormones, you're, you're going to be a little like weird about it. You know, right. I'm that's not true. saying it's right. I'm just saying that's just how it is as, as a, as a former haver of uh, hormones, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I get it on that level. But uh, also, he is over 100 years old, so maybe he should, like, have his shit under control. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is, like, the first time he's really, like, um, he's really, like, uh, I guess, fallen hard for someone, maybe. I don't know. It seems like a, a bit of a stretch, but it's, you know what, th- this is the reality that we're given. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to try to go with it, you know? I like that you're not trying to yuck another yum. It's um, yeah. it's okay to to have your your likes and your your properties that you uh you know love and fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to Amanda because I couldn't remember exactly how it happened. What we think happened was that Fifty Shades of Grey started off mm-hmm. as fan fiction from Edward and Bella. Is yeah. how I think the story went, and uh, that too has like vibes of like a bad relationship. You know, but um, also uh, there's a reason why there's so many uh, videos on YouTube of romantic comedies recut as horror films, because a lot of (laughs) romantic gestures, quote unquote, in movies, like if they weren't Brad Pitt or Matthew McConaughey, they'd be like really fucking weird gestures to do. Yeah. But uh, in a romantic comedy, they play it in a certain way. And so uh, same way, I think you could look at it, you know, in different ways. I just find that interesting. I'll be Mm -hmm. curious as the movie goes, uh, movies go on and how I see the, the controlling or not controlling behavior uh yeah. from him i mean he's not trying to turn her into a vampire at least uh that so is true th- he's holding back you know i forgot about that part at the end of this movie it, when she gets attacked and uh by a fucking shirtless Can't. bootless uh mcgillicuddy <laughs> and uh yeah uh i i thought that this is when we see bella get turned into a vampire i was like oh wow this happens 
way earlier, earlier on than, than I that. expected. Yeah, yeah. But no, he he's able to uh, suck out the venom. You know, right. like like, like uh, he's trying to suck the poison from a rattlesnake. It's like I got you, ma'am. And his hold dad has now. to hold him back, man. Yeah, yeah. He almost let it loose. He was almost killed her. That'd be, a, that'd be a, what, a, what an ending, right? What if they like had uh, the most faithful adaptation to the book and then they ended with him fucking killing her in accident? One movie. <laughs> Wait, what are the other books about? Well, totally Nobody different. The, yeah. Turns out the main character introduced in the second book. Oh, okay. Interesting. We just never got there. The second movie's like fucking John Wick. He's just on yeah. the road trying to avenge her. The third movie, he's like Blade. And it's just like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, just fucking go with it. MTV took over at that point. They yeah. Were like, start doing their thing. They're um, trying to fast and furious it. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, I feel like the, the sexual tension in this movie comes across to me more as like edging than anything mm. it's just like people yeah. breathing in each other's mouths or in each other's personal yeah. space and uh, just like <sighs> you know it's just that the, <laughs> the entire length of the movie that makes sense that's amanda's other quote that makes sense for this is uh she called this porn for teen girls and it felt like uh this movie is like the equivalent of like uh dry humping or uh you know just like making out uh yeah but but feeling the urges you know yeah, yeah. it's very very edging movie for sure I would not want to be the father of a a young girl when this movie series came out because you'd constantly be having to like fix their pillows. It's like, wow, this pillow is really like fucked up on the the corner of it. It's like almost someone has been riding this pillow super hard. You know, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. I don't even want to I know thought you were going to say that you were worried for like your seventeen year old daughter to date, be dating an older man, like you know, that's like one hundred and eight. Um, cause that's like, uh, <laughs> that's a weird thing in this movie, you know, yeah. uh, pillow humping or not. She was, uh, she was, she's underage and he's way over age. And, uh, yeah. this is one of my biggest points for this whole franchise. What I don't understand is that this family moves around a lot yeah, and they always restart in high school because he said the, the earlier they start, the longer they can stay. But I'm like, you don't look 17. You look 25. So <laughs> if anything, why don't you go to college? You fucking yeah, just, weirdos. Yeah, that's true. Good point. You like, he's clearly bored in science class. He's doing the same slides he's seen for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, just go live. Just go live in New York. And nobody would ever even pay attention to you. Exactly. Fucking weirdos. I don't understand that at all. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I Dumb will reason. say that whenever uh, Edward takes Bella to his house and they're like walking through, he's like doing the house tour, they come across that painting, not really a painting, but that frame art. thing yeah. of all of the uh, the graduation caps. I was like, right, right. that's kind of cool. I like that. It is I cool like looking. It. it is. Yeah. It is. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I get yeah. it. I like this actually. So. He's graduated a lot. Okay, so it, sure. if it leads to that art piece, then it's worth it on the movie. It's worth right? it. Okay, okay. you, you kind of right. sold me on it. You got me. Yeah, I got it. You got yeah. me. I did it. Um, there's one big thing that I had never noticed before, but I wanted to bring up um, specifically on here. And uh, I, I brought up teeth earlier and my idea to like change the music <laughs> on this one as well. Uh, yeah. There's a scene where Bella is looking up what she thinks, ja- or not Jacob, but what she thinks uh, Edward is. And, uh, oh, yeah. This movie came out a year after Teeth did, and this scene is almost cut, scene like shot for shot when she's looking up Vagina Dentata for that movie, and Bella's looking up this thing, and because because that movie does go there and is so weird, Mm -hmm. I like that. 
I, I wish this is what would have happened. There's a, there's a, there's a part where she goes to find what Jacob was talking about, this like mythical creature that his ancestors had, had talked about and what it, what it's called is a, a, a pot, a, Apotamkin, Apotamkin, something like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's an, and a creature in native American mythology and the movie, they portray it like a vampire and that's what she like gets to, but it's not. And I wish they would have gone this way in the movie. So imagine this same love story. Okay. Bella, but uh-huh. Edward, Edward is a giant fanged sea monster okay. <laughs> that lives in the Passamaquoddy Bay and pulls people in to eat them, particularly careless children. It mm-hmm. is said to have long red hair. And in some versions, it was a human woman before being changed into a serpent. Okay. So I think uh, that would have been a very interesting love story if they would have kept the actual, you know, the actual Native American mythology with that. What do you think about that kind of role? Can you imagine? Do they think they would have had Robert Pattinson or they would have recast? I mean, they could have used him, right? Like, same actor. It's just he's wet a lot. Sure. I mean, he's going to be wet in the rain. <laughs> he's making be, a lot of a lot might, of people wet out there. So Be wet in the rain. Might as well be wet in the river, like my grandpappy always told me, you know? Oh, is that? Yeah, oh. Yeah. Is that a sexual thing? I try not to get into it. He was. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was on his last moments of life by the time I showed up. So <laughs> he was know. speaking gibberish. I don't know. It was it was nonsense, pure nonsense. But he looked like he was having a good time. That's good. That morphine was kicking in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mighty morphine. His own brand of heroin. <laughs> yeah. So instead of making him a sea monster, they just made him a Mandy Patinkin. Is that what you're telling me? Right. Exactly. Okay. I thought so. A different thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think that would have been, an, you know, a bolder way they could have gone. And uh, I would have I would have liked to have seen the creature designs that they mm-hmm. could have come up with. Yeah. But I think, you know, you know, that maybe this is like better for like being more faithful to the book. I don't know. Let me ask you this. So on your cut of teeth that you're working on, where you're yeah. essentially rescoring it and uh, mm-hmm. using music from, did you say Scream? For, yeah, for Scream and It Follows. Is it possible for you to use the music that's in the... Uh, the library montage of Twilight and put that in oh. the uh, library uh, montage for teeth. A meta, a meta commentary. Mm-hmm. It might help because uh, that sound section is kind of rough right now. That's one of the ones I'm working on. So yeah. I could maybe use a, a, a new music bed there. It might help me yeah. actually. Yeah. And it'd be like a, yeah, a good nod to people that understand that this movie was ripping it off a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah. It's like Twilight more like, uh, Twileth, you know. Wait, what? No. <laughs> not worth it. All right, moving on. I, I do have a question for you. There, at a certain point in the movie, they talk about, um, and I think it's during the research part of it. She's looking up the the cold ones, and I'm wondering oh, if uh-huh. that's how they got their name, Colin. Because it's cold, oh, like one, cold one or whatever. The cold ones, yeah. Or if they just saw like a Budweiser commercial, pop a cold one. It's like, oh, cold one. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought, well, I thought they said colon at first. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, you, hey, hey, man. Hey, hell yeah, dude. Sure. I, I thought it was like, one of them was like, oh, I feel like my colon's going to burst. And one was like, colon, that's a good name. And then it did burst and he died. That was the, that's one way a vampire can go in this world. I would love it if Peter Facinelli's character, he's the he's the doctor, right? And he's just looking at this guy's butthole. And he's like, oh, I feel like my colon's going to burst. And that's when he has that realization. And it's like has to kind of look up off the screen and like bewilderment and like also like really thinking it through. Like, oh, and then all of a sudden you see like blood splatter across his face and like blood and shit. Just Again, I want creature effects. I want <laughs> right. I want gore. Yeah. 
<laughs> I want it all in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I'm always interested and I don't remember if the other movies go that much into it. They show a little bit of flashbacks of it, then like changing, you know, him like turning them or whatever. But they mm-hmm. said he, uh, on Wikipedia, at least he's like over 300 years old. And, uh, oh. I'm just like, I, I just want to meet a person like that to be like, why, why would you extend it that much? Like mm-hmm. surely life is good enough to want to be here for a while, but like 300 years, that seems excessive. I don't yeah. think I would have to, I don't want to feel that much time, you know? Yeah. So would you want to do that? Would you want to be a vampire? Well, from his point of view, from Edward's mm-hmm. point of view, right? That, that's what you're talking about is uh, 300 in the books? Well, no, 300 for his dad, Peter Facinelli. Oh, his dad, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, look, if you're a fella and you're living that long and you're getting to the point where, fuck, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Like, look, I've got this family, but... I feel like they're self-sufficient at this point. Like, what else am I going to bring to the table? And then all of a sudden, you hear about a thing called Pornhub. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Okay. I got time. I That'll got sustain time you for 300 years? Oh, probably. Yeah. I'll just drain, <laughs> drain my body as often as I can, you know? Well, see, before Pornhub, uh, BPH as it's called in the scientific community. Uh-huh. Uh, you, we only got excited when we found a uh, random porn in a field, you know, but Very all true. of a sudden uh, you could, you know, after Pornhub, uh, APH, mm-hmm. uh, after that you could, you know, find random porn um, in a field on the internet, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's, that's something that should be done for like a guerrilla marketing tactic for Pornhub. Oh Not yeah. They need it, but I think it would be fun. <laughs> Is if uh, you would just Nostalgic. Like, have some like flyers printed up uh, mm-hmm. that says, uh, remember when you would find this in a field like you just did? Check out <laughs> like you just did. Yeah, yeah, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, you take it and you leave it in just like random parts. Like I'm not condoning littering. Right. But, you know, maybe you make one of those uh, those geocache games out of it. You know? Oh, that's so fun. It, it gives people something to find. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up you a know, new hobby, you know? It does sound like a new hobby. This sounds fun. Like, cause you could go find, like it's a collector's items. You could like find different ones and you get to take pictures with them. And then, wow. You get like tokens, like Pornhub tokens. Uh-huh. Wow, man. We sound like desperate virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Pornhub though. Yes. Uh, Twilight, like Amanda said, porn for teenage girls. It's got this. I almost mm-hmm. I asked her if it was like romance porn, and she was like, "Yeah," but she's she know that she stuck with that. Uh, either mm-hmm. way, it's it's good for the ladies. Um, it's not uh, for me because I I don't know where I do fall um, on the the team Jacob or or Edward um, mm-hmm. as we we'll get to in the end. Um, we'll we'll decide for this movie, but um, it's it's. For me, it's just got a cozy vibe. It's got vampires, so it's got something. I do like mm-hmm. a romance movie, so it kind of fulfills that for me. And it's got mm-hmm. a lot of good actors in it. So yeah. um, at the end of the day, I do I do kind of like it. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not egregiously bad, you know. Mm-hmm. It has a very specific feel to it, and look, there. I feel like the the reason this movie gets shit on so often. Is because fucking chuds like us, you know, we come through. It's like, hey, this ain't fucking die hard, bro. What the hell? It's like, it's hard, this ain't fucking dog. <laughs> it's like, look, it's not for us. And that's okay. Not everything has to be for 
our specific tastes. I'm glad and that these movies exist. I for... disagree. <laughs> I really brought the conservatism out of you. <laughs> this was a mistake. Let me tell you about the water and how it's turned into the frogs gay. You know? Oh, man, I heard about that recently. I believe uh-huh. all of it because I heard it online. <laughs> yeah, you heard it online. You can't make so, shit up online. You know? That's what I you believe try, now. You can't do it. Um, but look, it, it's it's fine that uh, it's, it's it's not for me necessarily. Right. But uh, look, we're a, a pop culture focused podcast. Mm-hmm. And, I, I you know. I'm glad that we're we're doing this, you know, stepping out of our, our respective comfort zones a bit. Uh, I know you said that you like this first movie uh, mm-hmm. and you have for for a while. Uh, it'll be interesting this... to see where we end up with uh, subsequent films, because I, mm-hmm. I know it gets real, real bonkers, like going forward or whatever. But look, we'll get there over the course of this year. We'll get there. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things that I, I realize as it goes on, I, I care mm-hmm. less and less about it. Mm-hmm. And I, it's more of like, I liked them getting together in this movie. That was okay. But uh, once they actually like have to go through with the rest of the story, I realize like, oh, this isn't a good story. And so I think <laughs> it kind of falls apart. But this movie just being like an opener to the world yeah. and, and the nostalgia that I have for it, it, it makes me think of like my sister and my cousins and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. And those, those outdoor movie nights were fun. We would like light a fire at my, my parents' land and stuff and put this like big screen up outside and they'd all like make hot cocoa and stuff mm-hmm. and bring like snacks and it was fun, you know, so, um, mo- movies can, that's why I like movies a lot. Like they, they can carry certain memories with them about people or experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of like what you like watching the theater, me seeing one of these movies at the, the drive in. Um, and I remember it cause it's like the one picture I have of the Admiral twin, which is one of my favorite places, like theaters in the world. And it's like, I have fucking twilight on there. I need to like Photoshop it out or some shit, but it's also <laughs> like, that's the history. That's what I watched there. That's the yeah. last picture I have there. You know, uh-huh. that's what it is. So, yeah. You uh, take out Twilight and you put in White Chicks. And you're like, that's better. That's a good <laughs> one. That's a good it. movie right That there. was playing on the other side. I was on the east side. That was on the west side. Damn um, it. I, I've got We're going to uh, watch that movie for this, aren't we, eventually? <laughs> God damn it. Maybe. Um, I've got uh, two final notes here. Uh, one of them okay. is a bit of dialogue where um, Bella's figured everything out. She's lured Edward out into the woods, which is like a weird thing when you, you think you're uh your boyfriend is going to be a vampire but they mm-hmm. have that confrontation and at a certain point edward says you know he's trying to like get her to to back off because he's unable to do so himself he says i've killed people before and then bella says it doesn't matter to me i'm like you don't want to ask <laughs> one single follow-up question i want to know more you killed people well, well the context yeah what what is this con- are are you a superhero were you like defending See? someone or was it just like i wonder if i can snap this person's neck oh yep turns out i, could. I can do it yeah. and now i'm hungry now so. i can't go to this chuck e cheese anymore well shit <laughs> Yeah, that's the part where I'm like, is this a healthy relationship or not? Yeah. Uh, I finally found the note that I had written about it because she has a line, I think, in the voiceover. She says, I was uh, or something about like I was irrevocably, irrevocably uh, I think I got it right. And then I tried it again. Ice irrevocably uh, icebox <laughs> in love with him. And yeah. she has like this deep, deep love with him, like right away, which I kind of get. I, I met and fell in love with my wife when we were 16 years old. Like I get the young love that was really mm. true. And and so maybe that's where I also feel a bit that this could be real or whatever. But uh, one of the things in vampire lore that I really like that they don't discuss in this movie, as far as I know, or not in this movie, but maybe in the series that I know, is that uh, vampires can glamour people. And that's how they get a lot of their female victims, because they can like trick them 
they use mind games to like make them do things or make them like do oh, what they yeah. want yeah. and i'm like that's where i'm like they don't talk about that in this in this realm but i'm like mm-hmm. what if he's doing that and she's just like <laughs> i love this guy and he's like yeah. has her under a spell essentially you know mm-hmm. spell yeah. bella so <laughs> <laughs> Spella Bella. I do like when uh they they go over to um his house and uh the the Colons are there like cooking in their kitchen for like the first time because they normally right. don't have to and they're like talking shit about her. It's like she's probably not even Italian. And she's <laughs> right. like, Well, her name's Isabella, so yeah, it's probably you know probably I like that though too, because I was like uh I don't know. Maybe not though. She's just she's from Phoenix or whatever, like I don't know. Yeah. They could have made it armadillo. Uh, maybe something regional for her. You know, to make <laughs> yeah. her feel at home, which would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't know better. You're right. So, yeah. No like, Italian. We, hey, man, we found this skunk on the side <laughs> of the road. We hear you all like this. All right, man. Okay. okay dude. And I like that one chick is so offended that she's like, well, I, I ate before because I knew you guys don't eat. She's like, well, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, We're she- making you a roast. Lasagna. <laughs> I put, I spent so much time making noodles. You know? Yeah, it's like I, it's I will like, take some bites. It's fine. Just I'm relax, sorry. Dude. Yeah. yeah, I will take some to go. Don't even worry about it. She just didn't just like keep a hand of Pringles for me sometimes if I get hungry over here. But like, it's yeah. otherwise it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, I wonder what she ate beforehand. Was it just like a couple of hot pockets or some shit? Like, that'd be a funny can, scene. You can, you can make room. Yeah, just go sit <laughs> on the toilet scene. for about twenty minutes. You'll you'll be okay. She's like, uh, should I just make some hot pockets before we go? And he's like, I, yeah, I guess so. And they just have like a twenty minute scene of her making them and eating them at the table before they go. That's the <laughs> that's the director's vision, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's the feelings of the books you want to get in there. It's like that scene in the Lego Batman movie where he's like <laughs> making his dinner, and you just see him yeah. for like two minutes just trying to microwave some food. It all started here, oh and it makes God. sense because that movie has Batman. This movie technically has Batman. Oh yeah, and see, uh, he went on to that great role. So, I know. from Moody. sparkly bat to a less sparkly bat, less sparkly bat. The mm-hmm. I would say also that I liked his casting for this at the time, and I liked him because he'd been in Harry Potter, Harry Potter Four. He mm-hmm. plays uh, Cedric Diggory, who is a, a really cool, a like, brave character who uh, faces off with Harry in the this like tournament of champion things. They swap faces. Yes, and partners. Interesting. Oh, okay. All Harry right. Potter gets dark. Um, <laughs> um, and so I really liked him from that because he really fit that role from the book um, that I that I thought I, I'd seen that movie and then read the book. And he always was like my image for that for that character. So I liked him in this uh, because of that as well. So and then he went on to do a lot of good things, like we mentioned, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I still haven't even seen, like The Lighthouse, hear Lighthouse, great things yeah. about. Seems yeah. so interesting. So um, but yeah, Batman, he was I thought he was great. Have so. you ever wanted to see? An old seaman ejaculate his semen into standing water because yeah. he's jerking off to a mermaid figure. Well, hey, the lighthouse <laughs> is for you, my friend. Well, I can't wait now. <laughs> exactly. You're you're just edging to be able to do it. Um, so the the final thing I want to mention is yeah. my first experience with this movie, which is going to see this uh, opening weekend. And uh, again, I went to go see this with my wife, our friend Alyssa, and then a third adult human woman. I don't remember who it was, not for any reason in particular. A ghost. A ghost, yes. And we went to go see it, and the driving force behind this was our friend Alyssa. She was like the big Twilight fan of our collective group, right? Yeah. Right. She read all the books and everything. And a matter of fact, she wore a t-shirt 
to it that said something about a lamb. I don't remember what the phrase is, but that's it was like the, a lion and a lamb. There's some line. That's the line that they couldn't change oh, from okay. the book that people have like tattooed or something. Weird. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't remember hearing that bit of dialogue come up, but I, I know, right? wasn't paying attention for it either. So it's it's quite possible it was in there and I just missed it. But um, after we watched the movie, we went to a, a bar and just kind of like hung out there and, and talked about the movie or whatever. And I was just like a passive observer there to watch right. it. And I could tell our friend Alyssa was like super into it. And she thought it was very cute and everything. She was, but she was like, jacking off <laughs> under her trench coat. She's it's like, called, this is it's called flicking off, Stephen. <laughs> oh, okay, we must so be bad. respectful. <laughs> and the line is, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb. Oh, okay. Which is what I feel like people whisper whenever they they have they look over to their vibrator and it's shaped like a lion. Oh, yeah, and, then, and they go, oh, I'm going to introduce this lion to my lamb. Hell yeah, <laughs> make, make dolphin noises. Wait a minute, how many animals we got in this? We got Noah's Ark. With there's, a, there's a dial. You can get to different ones. <laughs> <laughs> what does the tunnel rat do oh no two tits two tits oh no oh no dial it back oh God. um but uh she was she's very excited about it and everything then the following year uh i don't know if we went to go see it together but we definitely like talked about it later on but as the movies went along i could see her like get more and more like distant from like even liking the franchise like oh, oh really yeah, that was this like this was Alyssa still this was Alyssa yeah she oh, okay was like, yeah, yeah interesting I was never into these I was like <laughs> all the books and yeah. <laughs> you talked about them all the time and uh everything but it's one of those things where uh you might glom onto a particular franchise and it just you age out of it or whatever right does it happen to me go go power rangers but you know Hell yeah for, well they didn't for get other bad. people do what they didn't get bad Maybe she well, recognized the quality of the like the movies and the books as they go along. I think maybe it's top notch. Could be, could be, you know? or or maybe it's just like the overall sentiment of the rest of the populace that is um, causing you to look at your own fandom and think, oh, mm-hmm. I guess this thing I like isn't good. I don't have that bone in my body. I think the Fast and Furious movies are high art. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Even the third one that I don't care for that much that I like now, you know. It's good. It's all good. It's just, you feel free to like what you like. It's not hurting anyone. Right. You know, you can just like things that you like. I, I like dinosaurs from the moment I popped out into the world and I was like, well, I guess dinosaurs are a thing. That's going to be my whole deal going forward, right. I guess. That's a good one to latch on to for sure. That's what I said. Classic. Yeah. Feathers or not. Either way, I like dinosaurs, you know, scales yeah. and feathers. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all right with that. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, um, yeah, Twilight can be for those fans. We don't have to to get that yum as you said earlier, mm-hmm. so so eloquently. And uh, I still think this one, you know, has a, a special place for me. But um, it was fun. I got to watch this a little bit with my wife. I wish she could have been mm-hmm. on the episode as well to talk about her experiences with it. And mm-hmm. she read the books, I think, because she was friends with uh, Alyssa as well, or she yeah. was friends with Alyssa. And uh, but at the time, I think they were reading them kind of around the, the same time and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amanda recognized right away though, like Amanda's a, a pretty voracious reader, and she mm-hmm. was like, "These are terrible. Like they're they're terribly <laughs> written." I think I might have started the first book. I don't remember yeah. finishing it, but I might have started it, but they weren't for me. Um, and I always kind of just made fun of the series and everything. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. It's of its era, has a place, you know, in the world. And uh, I, I, we don't have to watch it all the time and we don't have to watch it for the show, but we are whatever. And here we yeah, are. So it's fine. It's it, it'll be OK. And then also, I think we have to give credit to Twilight as a fandom for 
bringing that intense fandom to places like Comic-Con. Because mm. there was a time before Twilight where Comic-Con was like a pretty big deal, you know, where you would have a, a lot of comic creators and huge comic news. And there'd be some smatterings amongst like superhero movies and all that stuff. But once Twilight went to Comic-Con, I think for the second movie, that's when that shit blew the fuck up. Uh. And that became like a, a more uh, all media type of convention for just like general fandom. So got to give it to them for that. They're like the, the biggest crowds drawn for those years were typically related to twilight. So, you know, they're, they're doing it for the culture, the, that specific culture, but maybe a culture overall back to you, Steven. Wow. What an amazing story about just affecting the culture in such a beautiful way. Look, did you expect this from me to be like, Uh, I'm trying to be positive about this, you know? I'm glad you are because yeah. uh, I think we're both trying to turn a turn over a new leaf with that. Mm-hmm. Trying to be positive about a lot of the movies we talk about or the the properties we talk about. Is this the Ninja Turtles? No, no. But is it some some girls out there? Maybe, yeah, or it some guys be. out there. And yeah. this is what I was thinking about when I was uh, trying to come up with how I wanted to approach this episode. Is like I'm imagining like a a Twilight focused like podcast or whatever that's out there. That's like, should we talk about the Ninja Turtles? And I would hate <laughs> to like tune into it and then just like shit on it because they're not like vampires or whatever. Right, right. Like, yeah, there you go. Well, I like that. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to to approach it from a, a reasonable perspective, at least right. for now. You know, we I I like we got some like wild shit coming down the road, but. All that to say, that exhausts all of my notes. We just kind of naturally touched on That's perfect, everything man. I love there. that. Should we choose which team we're on? Team Edward yes. or Team Jacob? Team uh, Team Eddie or mm-hmm. Team uh, Jakey? Sure. I don't like that. Team okay. Edward or Team Jacob? Yeah. He's not in that as much as I thought. I think the, that relationship blossoms later on. But also, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert, I remember a part later on where he likes a baby. So that makes me feel weird. And um, you so you don't like babies. Stephen Fisher doesn't like babies. Is that what I'm to understand? I got I got a picture of my <laughs> my best friend Aurora over here, my baby, <laughs> <laughs> my little niece. I love babies. I love my babies. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, sometimes you want to punch them in the face. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tried to deliver that like Sandler. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, back to you. Well, I would say, uh, again, because we don't have him as much in the movie, I have to default to Team Edward on this one just because he's more prominent in it. And I would say rewatching this this movie after not watching it for a decade and, uh, you know, letting the the dust settle on the the fandom at large, going back Mm. to revisit this and understanding, hey, it's okay that this movie exists. It doesn't does that have any bearing on my day to day life. It's not the end of the world that this movie is not for me. Um, but yeah, I would, I would side with, uh, team Edward on this one, though it can change, you know, going forward, depending on yeah what happens in, in the given movies, like the rest of the movies so are like one big massive soup to me. I don't know what happens. I when. know, I know mm-hmm. it's it's like a black void of, uh, memories. I remember like some yeah. aspects, but I don't know which movie it's in. Yeah. Uh, there's one particular one that I was expecting a shot that I liked that I thought was going to come in here, but I think it's a new moon the next one so uh i'm excited for that there's a scene where she's like bella's like sitting in her uh she's like a a bay window in her bedroom and she's like staring out and it circles around her and as it does this the seasons change out the window and it's like showing a passage of time and i remember it just like being cool but now i'm like will it look good like will the effects i think the effects get better 
in the next movies, like the running and jumping effects in the forest and stuff. I think they spent a little more money uh, once people actually went to see it. So I'm intrigued by that. But um, I am glad that we are not doing like a whole Twilight month. I think that would be overkill for us and our listeners. But I'm glad to just throw these in throughout the year, probably amongst some of the turtle stuff or stuff that we know we really like so that we can uh, we can make it easily swallowable. But uh, it was all right. And I'm looking forward to at least seeing what the next movies are like because uh they all have some sort of nostalgia for me you know okay that's good so So what 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 team are you on i am team edward okay okay that's where we're at for right now team edward movie team edward okay yep we did it well next week we were uh, gonna try to plan something fun but instead we're gonna plan something fun together because we are traveling my wife and i to go back to oklahoma to see uh, my grandmother for her 89th birthday and uh, we're going to see you and, and some friends so mm-hmm. we're not going to have time to record uh, a new episode so we're going to take a little skip week but we will That's be right. back the following week with a fun movie brett would you like to talk about that yes just to reiterate what steven just said just so you have it on your calendar we are skipping the episode for february 13th so no episode then however on february 20th we are talking 2022's Nope. What? Nope. <laughs> it really scared me. I was like, nope, what? Nope. But yes. <laughs> nope. Yes. Yes to oh, nope. Man. This Did you say year, say yes to nope. Are that's like Leslie nope? nope? That's like Leslie Nope on Parks and Rec. And she does you do want to vote for her, so I would say yes to nope. So Yes to Nope. I didn't yeah. realize uh we were gonna miss like a round of Valentine's Day episode though. You and I are usually big Valentine's Day fans. I always get you chocolates, you always get me flowers. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're gonna have to do uh do that in person this weekend, Brent. Mm-hmm. And uh I just wanted to let you know that I, I got a little special pink number. So a pink number? Is it four? Yeah, something I can wear. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay. the letter. Right. It's the number four. Uh-huh. And uh on the back, it's the letter J. So um it's just like a little scrabble lingerie kind of little thing I got for you. I so love it. you're welcome. It's, I you know I love the Sesame Street lingerie collection. This is That's wonderful. Right. <laughs> If you have an orgy, you can get everybody to have different letters and numbers and you can like spell out words, which is nice. So if you have if you have, you know, that going on. One, two, three <laughs> holes are filled. Uh, uh, uh. And that's what we call a wobbly age. Uh-huh. Is that right? Is that what we're doing? I love this. Okay. I mean, this is like a way to teach adults English, you know, like like <laughs> right. Spanish speakers English. This is a good way to get them involved, and It'll get you can attention. market it. You can market it with a Pornhub flyer in the exactly. in a field. Exactly. So check your but local it gives fields. Back to a good cause. Like, the field's going to be wow. like slightly inconvenient to get to. That's yeah. where you find the good flyers. That's amazing. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Nope when we get back. Um, so we're going to watch that Jordan Peele movie. We have this list that you and I made, I think, like last year or something or the year before of just like mm-hmm. single movies without a franchise, something we can just mm-hmm. watch at any given time. So we went through that and that sounded like a good one. And I haven't seen it in a while and I've been in a kind of sci fi kick lately again. So mm-hmm. I would love to watch that. So we will have a skip week and then um, we'll be back with Nope. Yeah, exactly. And uh, for people who are confused, it's like, wow, we just started Year of the Turt. We just started the Twilight movies. Hell Look, yeah. We're, it's going to be peppered throughout this year of 2024. So uh, stick with us and we will get back to those specific discussions. But just we thought it around. would be a good time for a, a fun, just single movie. And uh, we've talked about the other Jordan Peele movies before this, Us and Get Out. So let's go back to 2022's Nope. 
for yeah. the episode on February 20th. Sounds good, man. Well, uh, as usual, if you'd like to contact us, you can follow in that info. Follow that info in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. And uh, please tell your friends so more people can find us. And uh, I hope people, you know, had a had, got a kick out of us talking about Twilight. I think as the movies do go on, I won't want to make fun of them, but I want I want to add some like fun segments, maybe make it interesting for people that aren't super into this series. But uh, if anything, we have all those timestamps so people can jump around and listen to what they want to listen to. We have many topics. Yeah. We have fun jokes, all that stuff in here. So we try to make it a good time. And uh, even though we're not going to be here next week, we're going to come back ne- the following week with Nope. And have a good time there, and then keep the good times rolling. Maybe throw in some more turrets or some twilight down the road. Yep. That's the radio show, and we're done for the day. So goodbye, and thank you for coming. The carnival's this way. I don't know what's (laughs) happening anymore. I'm lost in my head. Anyway, I'm off to bed. Until next time, I'm Stephen Fisher. I'm Brent Hibbard. Let's talk later. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I said Stephen Fisher because that's in the script and I haven't read it in a long time. I've been really good about actually just doing it. And we just do I'm Stephen, but it says Fisher, so I read it. It's in front of me. I think we established that like early on, like the first like five episodes or something. And then we just were like, nah, we we know where we know it. We get it. We know who we are. Yeah. I felt weird about putting uh, our last names on the turtle art from last episode. But it's like oh, right. Eastman and Laird did it. We have I to loved do it. it. It's I loved gonna it. happen. So it, it made me. Get, it actually got kind of got chills. That's a. I was like, they're multiplying. Yes. And then I, I Zuko. Oh, we're doing Greece. We're doing Greece. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. Record. Blah blah blah. Recording. We are scary vampires oh. today. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We can't talk about it yet, but what if they talk right. that way in the movie? Oh my god! Oh, change the whole thing. I mean, it's possible. That's possible. Maybe in uh, uh, the Ukraine version of this movie, the uh, the know? dubbed version. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like that. Maybe that sounds yeah. like yeah, way different than ours. But also, mm-hmm. um, I hope they try to get those intonations. You know? Yeah, exactly. The same, they, sit down, they they sit down to eat lunch in the uh, cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, who put garlic on this hamburger? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they really stay in character. It's like a method thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's only the, like, voice dub actors that are method, yeah. you know? I have a, a question for you about method acting. This is a, a question that was brought up on, I don't know, one of the comedy podcasts I listened to, but they talk about method actors and like Daniel Day-Lewis and, mm-hmm. and uh, various other people you hear about staying in character even after the camera stopped rolling. Like they, they break for lunch and he's still like Abe Lincoln or, or whatever. Right. Um, and it seems like Jared Leto is a good example of this uh, as well, uh-huh. right? He's like sending unraveled condoms and uh, dead rats to people. It's like, like that's why, a little far, man. This? That's that's fucked up. But um, <laughs> when he was Morbius, he just <laughs> stayed frail the entire time. It took him half an hour to go use the restroom and shit. But uh, how come in method acting, they never method act as someone who's like nice to be around? You know, who's oh just, yeah, like, pleasant. It's always somebody who's <laughs> just like a real pain in the ass. You know.
think that's some real bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like um like like if you're gonna method act as like Ted Lasso Ted Lasso, like that's a yeah. great one, right? Like Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be a good thing. Uh but if you wanna if you just wanna be a dick, basically, if you're just trying to look me like an asshole, mm-hmm. like it seems like uh just a card to be able to to do that. Yeah. So I th- I've been thinking about doing it. Um, okay. <laughs> I have you're like I have a new role. Yeah. Uh you don't even know about it. But uh It's called Mean Satan. <laughs> That's right. It's Satan, but he's also mean. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah, what would no, 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 Satan I, do? Um he <laughs> um what do you put thumbtacks on people's chairs? <sighs> He'd do that. Well, he'd cool. put like whoopee cushions filled with thumbtacks at people's chairs. What the fuck? And he'd be like, I don't. I, yeah, it's like I don't. I don't know that you quite got yeah. the joke. That's like uh, he doesn't make a fart noise. <laughs> he just makes a blood curdling scream. <laughs> All right, so evil this Satan. Is your new okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. It's a really good yeah, uh, look somebody, for you. He walks up to somebody uh, with a, a waist-high box. You know, he's just like holding it real close to his pelvis. He's like, "I've got you a present." Then you open the you open the lid. It's just a turd. It's like, wait, what? I thought this was going to be a dick in the box thing. No, my dick is shit. I'm not a pervert. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm no Jared Leto. Jesus Christ. Oh, On the scale of Jared Leto to Jared from Subway, where are you? Oh my God! Wow, <laughs> the two bad Jareds. Wow, that's that's rough. That's, a, that's, that's rough. a long. That's a long line, though. I still think you know. I would hope so. I would hope so. But we don't so, know. Do you? Are you going to dress in character as this mean Satan? I feel like I would have to. I don't know what I would wear. Um, I don't know. That's a that's a good question. What does Mean Satan wear? What what does that uh, fashion montage, a la Pretty Woman, look like? You know. Oh, see, we got to have a fashion montage for Evil Satan. You know. <laughs> yeah, I really. You got to have see like, what it looks like. You got to have like uh, eighteen different like wild like costumes that you come out in. Oh, and then, exactly. Like, you, you as the the best friend, you're just like sitting outside. You're like, uh, no, 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 no. You know, <laughs> right. like doing one of those things, or like b- b- raising your eyebrows, like, uh, and then like putting the newspaper back up in front of your face. <laughs> and I have to like stomp back in with my cloven hooves into the, the dressing room. You know, of course, I come out with a uh, 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 sherbet orange tuxedo as a nod to Dumb and Dumber. You know. Mm. Of course, and I, um, and I give that like a maybe, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But then the um, final piece, the one, yeah, it's uh, it's like a uh, the top red satin. Oh, wait, wait. oh, satin for Satan, satin for Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bottom, what a lovely book. Pants. Have you read it? <laughs> sequence, sequence for Satan. Okay. Yeah. Sequence. So, for, okay. Man, I like this satin sequence for Satan pants. Oh that my god! Satin sequence Satan suit. <laughs> you Sa- might oh say. my god, Stephen. I. You might say. <laughs> you might stumble. Either way, I feel like that would be the sync phrase Ooh. that pays. Are so we going to remember it? that satin sequence? Satin sequence. 
Satan suit. Suit, yeah. Satin sequence. Satin, Satan sequence. Suit. Satan suit. I feel like counting all my fingers. It's got like a rhythm. A song. Yeah, big pentameter. No, okay, yeah. Like like Shakespeare once wrote. Okay, all right. Satin sequence. Satan suit. There we go. That exact phrase to sync on three. The phrase to pay is maybe. Here we go. All right. One, two, three. Satin sequence. Satan suit. I feel like I messed up the last one. I really I got scared. It was so many in a row. He's wearing a cyclone suit. Oh, you know? <laughs> cyclone suit. This is cycle suit. That's what yeah, you're... don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. It's really, yeah, he puts on go. like a, uh, a uh, motorcycle jacket and then a helmet <laughs> with like two horns on the top of it. <laughs> we all like it. That's oh good. Oh my God, I love it. It's I a love hit. It. It's a hit. Hold on, let me clap, clap this. We gotta right. do it. <laughs> let me let Miles yeah. out now. This is great. This is going great. Forgetting all the, the cues. It's good. Hey, listen. You got the clap, claps. It helps. Yeah. I've been meaning to see my doctor about it. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> oh, man. L P A S.